0: Welcome back to the Apprentice 1 to 1 podcast. It is me, Mark, and I'm here hosting, and those of you who are watching will be able to see I have a guest with me today, a very famous guest, famous in the (laughs) podcasting arena now. He's been on a few of the other shows and also soon to be on the BBC. So it's Mr. Jamie Fisher. How are you, Jamie? I'm
1: all right, mate. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I'm going to try and behave myself on this one though.
0: Yeah, that's it. Let's let's um, keep it PC. We'll save all the swearing for <laughs> Sam's show. Give him the editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers for coming on to talk with me. I know in this series we're going to try and speak about two, three, nine, one. Dispel some of the mm-hmm. myths. Explain a little bit about what's involved in the course, and also how you um, go about entering into it. And your background try. is in the training sector. That's right, isn't it?
1: No. Oh well, I've been Ish. training since. I've been training for a year. But I'm a 20 year spark, so I can come at it from both angles, hopefully. And I, I've, I've done it, I've talked to probably 10 times. Okay. So I, I know where people fall down. So that'll be interesting to talk about and, and stop people making the mistakes that everyone makes, to be honest.
0: Yes, I guess you must see a lot of that on some of your courses people who've failed and gone through that and um, maybe not come out with the right out- outcomes. So, who can help them preparing for it?
1: They've not been, they've not failed, they've probably been sent to fail because they've not been prepped. So there's, I don't think there's any failure, um, yeah. but they weren't ready. And that's the secret in it. You can't, don't, I don't want to get all them, start giving it all them. Unicorns are great and everyone's going to be happy because people do fail stuff, but a lot of the time on courses like 2391, they fail because they haven't prepared.
0: Yeah, so I agree. I agree. Get rid of that so if we, we start, I start at the beginning and um, exactly what 2391 is, so for those who don't know, and again, there's a lot of apprentices following my content. This is the Apprentice One-to-one podcast. So it is the inspection and testing city and guilds. There is um EAL equivalent, I believe, is the game. Is that right? I know, not mate. Not a fan of EAL, I guess, but there is other well, equivalents.
1: I'm not not a fan of anyone's training, but as a working sparker. When they are in an interview or you go for a job, they want to sit in guilds. And I, I'm sorry to all the other trainers, but that's just what it, how it is at the minute. That's just how it is. So
0: It is. Any adverts you'll see will all be like 2391 electrician. So what yeah. actually is that? Is that like a, an assessment on your testing and inspecting? Is it going to teach you how to test and inspect? What's the actual test?
1: 2391? I invite everyone who's watching to pause the video and Google it. Just put in 2391. Is it hard? And you'll see all sorts of horror stories about 2391. Um it is a course about inspection and testing and it qualifies you to inspection and test. When you walk out of that course after five days, you have no idea what you're doing. Still, you'll know how to test and you'll know the base of inspection. But if you got sent on a 10-story office block, you'd still you'd still crap your pants because you're not got any experience. It's just the base level. But it is so you can inspect and test existing work of any standard at other people's work. And that is not easy, because you need to give an engineer an opinion, which we'll get into as we dive deeper into it. And that opinion is, is what it is. It's an opinion. So you need to... It's hard. Hopefully, I, I don't think you can do it justice in these few seconds, but nah. it's inspection tests of other people's work and existing work, and we're going to dive into it. So yeah. watch all these series.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we are going to build this out just to introduce that right at the beginning this is just one episode it might end up being five we don't know we're just going to see where it goes try and keep them short and concise so we're not boring you all to death for over an hour we thought keep yeah. it's it's half an hour long so that's the intention and the 2391 I think you can take it in different elements still I know it used to be like 2394 and 2395 for a period I think it's... you can still do the periodic separate to the initial verification if you want to is that right? There's a
1: lot of registered to 2391. So if anyone asks me what 2391 I've got, I've got the original one, the hard one, where there's a written exam and a multiple choice exam. And it was hard. It was hard. They did something with it, it to make it easier. It got kicked back by the trade. So now you can do a 239152, which is the combination of, excuse me, of both. And then there's another number, 2391 something and another 2391 something. Then it splits it up. I would advise you go for the 239152 because it's easy, more available, it's normally cheaper, but it requires you to do the prep. So okay. that's where I'm at. That's my opinion.
0: <clears throat> yeah, of I mean, certainly I that's, what I, that's what I would encourage as well. So, in, in terms of going on to the 2391, then Jamie, some of the um, prerequisites, if you like, what sort of experience do people need before they're going to enter into that course? Is this for someone in an apprenticeship to think about doing, for example, or is this more for a, an experienced electrician
1: i did my 2391 the hard one uh, when i was a third year apprentice and i went on it and they sent all the apprentices that year because i asked to do it and they sent all the sparks and all the apprentices passed it and all the sparks failed it (laughs) take from that what you will but it's not a course it's not how to use a toaster yeah you're not going to come on the course and learn how to use a toaster it's a course about Assessment. So, you should come up with, with a lot of prerequisites. And my advice when I'm doing 2391 is do a 2392 first because a 2392, which is just inspection and test of your own work, that's three days and you'll get put under pressure in an in a, in a exam. You'll get put under pressure in a realistic practical assessment and it'll cost about 400, 500 quid. Um, then go away for a couple of months and learn more stuff because you'll have been put on that in that little mini version of 2391 and then when you go to 2391 you won't be so shocked and surprised and if you have to reset the practical aspect of a 2391 and the, and the exam you've got to be in the alpha 500 quid anyway so you may as well have pumped it into a 2392 the other option is which i'll go into maybe because i don't want to drift too far off the question is there's a lot of learning you can do at home so yeah I'll leave it at that one for now before I get too in deep about preparation that I think you should do.
0: Yeah. I mean, my view is I think when you're in an apprenticeship, for example, you kind of cover testing and inspection through the course of that, don't you? So you do your, your AM2 as well. There are some similarities in all of that. Yeah. yeah. I would kind so, of say get a bit of experience after you've qualified from your apprenticeship and then think about doing the 2391 as you may be building towards being a qualified supervisor in your own right. Having said that, my apprentice, the last one who was qualified as a proper electrician, Matthew, he did the same as you, Jamie. He went off and did his 2391 while he was still studying. He hadn't finished. He was in his third year mm. and he, he smashed it and passed it. So it's different, set for, set it's yourself, different for everybody.
1: Set yourself as a child. If you, if, it depends on how much you give a toss on it. If you want to be a good spark, if you want to earn some wedge and, and be respected, get it done as soon as you can. But that I don't mean go on a call straight away and get it done. I mean, start reading about it. Start looking at that yellow book you've got in the background there. Start watching. I'll come on to the prep you should do in a minute, but this videos and stuff. I'll, I'll give you a sheet to put on the show notes about what videos you should be watching. Um, take is a challenge, because if you walk into my office and I'm working for a big firm and you're 29 years old and you ain't got a 2391, yeah? Down here. Yeah, that's where your CV is going. Yeah, straight in there. You might be the nicest bloke in the world, best sparking with tools, going, ninja, be able to put tray work and conduit if you ain't got a 2391 in your late 20s, your CV's going straight in that bin. And that's not official. That's that's what happens.
0: I mean, industry does look to it. We know it does. You'll see it on a lot of the adverts for people who are going to be working as electricians. They'll want to see evidence that you can inspect and test and taking that assessment, if you like, that five-day course. I did mine on an evening. I think it was over 10 weeks. I did
1: evenings, actually. Way back I
0: was... when. I didn't do it on a combined because obviously working at the time. So I went off to local college did it on a night. I think it was maybe 10, 12 weeks. I can't remember exactly. And I found that really good. It was a nice way to, to take it in a little bit at a time. Like you said, rather than having it all kind of in your face mm. over five days, you can go off and read a little bit into it yourself. It's
1: to hard to find that course now. It's it hard, is. hard to find it. I tried to talk the place I was working last into doing it, but they just, they didn't see a thing for it. But I think personally, uh, that is the best way to do it.
0: I think so. I think five days in the
1: classroom is a, is a smash in. If you're, I'll start diving into more like about my experience of training if you come in the if you're right when you come on 2391 you want to be sat on your ass bored that's what you should feel like if you're sat on your ass bored just go through the motion of 2391 you're in the right place if you're there going oh i need to read that later you're in the wrong game you should stop and, and do some more 2391 should just be a formality of assessment exam practical assessment you shouldn't be there going, well, I need to brush up on how you do insulation resistance testing. If you're thinking like that, you're in the wrong place. You've not prepped properly. And that, unfortunately, is your fault.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different aspects to the 2391, and we'll break that down in some of the other podcasts, because like you've said, there's the testing and practical side of it. There's also a way you look at pictures, I think, as well, isn't there, and come up with curds?
1: I'm not going to lie. The, the Looking at the pictures is a is a disgrace to sitting guilds to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, But then I say that, but then in fairness, it's very hard to simulate faults on rigs, because you have a fault rig with 10 faults on, by the end of the day it's got 50 faults on, so I know it's hard for them to do it, but I just think the pictures are a bit crap, could be done a little bit better, but yeah, you're just looking at pictures doing that.
0: It it is hard to standardise that and get it around a load of centres, so I guess that's the only way they can do it, we've got to be realistic.
1: it's, a, it's not a bad way of doing it. I just think the pictures are bad. The pictures awesome. look like they've been taken on a spud, but you'll see that <laughs> when you do a 2391. It's something for you to look forward to.
0: So in terms of the kind of stuff you might need to take the 2391, I've got this book behind me here, which is Guide and snort 3, as Jamie pointed out. There are some other resources as well that you're probably going to need. Would you say it's fair to say, Jamie, a copy of the regs maybe, an on-site guide?
1: If you're going to have a 2391, you should have done your 18th edition. Because you don't want to be learning things about terminology your way around the book. That's so, this one. Uh, yeah, Thanks. that one. So do your activation first is my advice. Guidance note three, the on site guide and the regs book in the right colour. If this is going out after I March, had, yeah. time it is now? <laughs> um, you need to know those inside out. I'll say, you need to know those books inside out anyway, not just for a 2391. You shouldn't. If you do a regs course, you'll learn how to reference and use a book properly, and you should be familiar with those three books. Uh, if you're not, you have wasted your time. Is my yeah, advice?
0: I think so. I mean, the, the Guidance Note 3, it's not a big book, is it? It's not a great long read. There's lots of diagrams in there as well that can kind of jog your memory. Um, I know if I was going to sit a 2391, now we're out testing all the time, I'd be more than happy with that but some of the terminology and things that the book might actually want you to say and be doing might be different to the way I've been doing it the last 10 years. So it's always worth a brush up. You know, if you're taking that course, read the book that underpins yep. it at the end of the day.
1: That book is in my testing box. So downstairs in my garage. is a box from my testing gear, all the favorites. There's a copy of that book in it. Um, that's, and I've been doing this 20 years and I've been teaching it for a year. And I still go in that book. So take from that what you will. It's not because I'm thick, although I am, it's because, that's a reference book. You don't need to. I didn't say anyone, to, no one's got to memorize anything. You just need to yeah. know where to get it in the book. And that doesn't matter whether you're on day one after your 2391 or if you're on year 20, that book is there to be referenced because I can't remember what the Earth uh, fault loopy peanut's maximum tabulated value of a BSCN. I don't know is. So and if you do, you waste your time so it will all change in March.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. We're saying this now. We're recording in February, as Jamie's rightly pointed out. The regs are changing at the end of March. And I think there is actually a reasonable change to insulation resistance testing based on some of the content i've seen other lecturers sharing that's going to actually change a little bit with EICRs. so there may be a tweak in the way 2391's taught through the course of this series as well so make sure you are studying to the current version of the regs um related to the point of time you're doing your training and it does that's a
1: life rule anyway is not it like whatever you're doing make sure you use the current regs i mean i've got them downstairs i've got boxes of regs books i've got like 12 of them Yeah. So you're always moving forward. So get used to referencing. That's what a lot of testing is. A lot of testing, who is it? Someone hates it quite rightly so. It's called inspection and test. Yeah. Because inspection is the biggest part. Unfortunately, on the course, you focus a lot more on testing. But if you know you're testing, you're laughing, is my tip for 2391.
0: Yeah, so I guess the 2391 is sort of a verification then of your knowledge of inspection and testing. And that is act, the word
1: verification i like that one that's yeah. that's what we're after yeah so it's, it's not like really bringing it all together
0: exactly it's not really a training course where you can walk in fresh out your apprenticeship maybe and expect to be taught how to inspect and test if you haven't had that in your early training <laughs> it's not it's not that it's People looking do at your that, ability though. yeah People
1: do that and look at me like you're going to teach me this in five days and again i'll reiterate this i'm not going to teach like five days any training provider who says they can teach you it in five days is lying any training provider who says they can got 100 pass rate is lying yeah vet your training provider speak to people that have been there before um have a look at their online reviews which is not very reliable but always better speak to one who's been there before but beware anyone offering passes we've got 100 we've got this because no one's getting a pass right in 2391 no one yeah. even me and i'm a genius no <laughs> yeah vet them is my if we're going to start giving the advice out in like a sequential format first thing is you're not in a rush you're not in a rush to do this. Like, first of all, look around all training providers. Maybe consider going a little bit further afield. Ring them up. What are they like on the phone to you? Are they just sales, or are they trying to find out about you? Where I was working last, I insisted I spoke to everyone on two three nine one to see where they're at. Uh, I think that shows that I'm interested in, in getting the levels right on my course. So if they're just sales, 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 hang on a minute, Steve, are they speak to you, Are they speak to you like a sparker? Are they asking you questions about your training and where you're at and offering you advice outside of this video?
0: Yeah, that's great. And that, that, that's a, such a good point, actually, to be able to find and understand what a good training provider is, because you've absolutely nailed that. There is a lot of marketing around 2391 from training companies who just want your money. That is the hard reality <laughs> of it.
1: I, I did a podcast once uh, on, on the tools. It's on my YouTube channel where I refer to some of the big training providers as Sausage Factory <laughs> and uh, I got so much hate mail for that. But I'm afraid some training providers are sausage factories, but there's loads of good trainers out there as well. Um, I never tell anyone where I'm working. I never make any recommendations, but um, because that should be something you learn to do yourself. But if you don't get the warm and fuzzes off them on the phone, don't train with them.
0: Yeah, no, it's great advice. And you are right, you've got to go on that journey yourself and figure it out mm. and, and TESP have got their campaigns running as well where you can go off and look at their, their advice and how to yeah. spot decent training. companies. see
1: people have been ripped off on that so yeah not every training company it's not like school yeah they can pick on you um just be careful uh, I'm not saying on I've worked for good or bad I've worked for some good trainers I don't tell people who they are they'll make recommendations because training is a fluid environment people come and go so just look around is that's yeah, the yeah. first thing I think that nips in the bud where you should train and I should do it. So I think we've got some somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's an investment in yourself at the end of the day, isn't it? You're spending quite a lot of money on it. You might as well get the most out of that you can, the best value. So make sure you are going to a good centre, that you are prepared in the right way, um, that you've got the books you're going to need, that you're yeah. taking in content that's available on YouTube. As Jamie's referenced, there's loads of content you can go off and look at on podcast and on YouTube, historical over years now, So there's all sorts out there. So it's on you to prepare in the best way. Hit your employer as well. YouTube-wise,
1: oh, sorry. Uh, Just interject with YouTube. So on my course, I actually recommend the John Ward videos. If you Google John Ward playlist testing, it cannot be beat. It cannot be beat. I don't care what anyone says, yeah? It cannot be beat. So I would advise that you watch those testing videos. You get yourself a cup of tea. You get your guidance note three. You get your on-site guide. And you watch those videos and you reference them against the written information in the on-site guide.
0: I mean, John's then, an absolute behemoth, isn't he? It's yeah, brilliant.
1: and you do that over and over and over again with your books and your tester in front of you. You maybe do the tests, and before you even think about going on a course, you need to know the tests inside out. You need to know exactly what the procedure is for each test because when you get in that exam and you flap and you lose where you are, you'll be able to pick up where you are, but you don't want to be thinking about doing a test. It should just become something that comes naturally. So I'll I'll pass on the document I give out to my students. That's got the John Ward testing playlist on, which should be used. And I stress this in conjunction with the written examples in both the on-site guide and guidance note three, because you've got one of them's one of them's more formally written, and one of them's more friendly written. So it helps to you know both. And then also, although it's based on the yellow book, whichever edition that was, um, John Ward's got a three videos where he goes down each test form, the EICR, the EIC, and the the minor works. And he just explains what each box is and just goes over that. And I would watch those to death because it's your time. Your own time is free. Um, And you can watch them over and over again until you understand them. And you can go to work next day and maybe ask who you're working with or try and do a test. Once you have nailed the tests, you are halfway there. I cannot stress that enough. If you know exactly what the test is, where you are doing it, at what stage that test you're doing it, and how the end game comes out, you're halfway to passing the 2391. Yeah. A big spark. <laughs>
0: <So. Yeah. laughs> I mean, yeah, the John Ward stuff is incredible. As you said, he's put such a lot of content out there around that. Definitely go and check that off, and we'll pop it in the description. That playlist, again, cannot
1: be beat. It's absolutely, don't worry about watching any of these other idiots like that, David Savory, whatever his name is, yeah? The John Ward <laughs> playlist. For testing, if you're doing a 2391, cannot be beat. That is my personal seal of approval. If you um, think I'm wrong, tell me and I will tell you how wrong you are.
0: For those that don't know, Jamie and David are actually <laughs> father and son. So there's no conflict there. There's just a bit of banter between them. If the you're
1: Sparky and you want to do some advanced testing, uh, David saved for his videos, our glitters rolled in turd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, there is the content out there that you can go and check online. You can prepare yourself. Also speak with your employer as well. So sometimes you maybe not get an experience of testing you want. You can fall into kind of a, a role within a business where you're maybe just doing the containment, pulling in the cabling yeah. or dressing DBs, and you're not getting the, the experience you want on the job. You can ask for that. So make sure you reach out to your employer and ask that question. Don't be um, put off just because you think you're not capable of doing it or they don't see you as in that role. A lot of but- people want to help you.
1: I just go and hang around people. If I see something, do if I see something, this is a general electrical rule, general life rule. If I see someone doing something I think's interesting and it looks like they might be more skilled than me, I go and talk to them. What are you doing? Can, can I help you? Can I give you an hand? Because you'll learn something. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see me with Tester, about, do you want to hand with your stuff, mate? Do you want me to run around doing that for you? Oh, what forms are you using? What software are you using? Uh, what tricks are you using for testing? Get on them, give them an hand because they'll, they'll be more than happy to have an hand off you. Yeah? And you'll soon pick it up, and that's obviously, as we both know, that's the best way to learn it, on-the-job on- the training.
0: Yeah, is you can't beat that next to somebody who's already doing it. So if you, As long as option,
1: they're not shit, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, if, if
0: somebody is wearing um, an EGT Monday Club podcast off <laughs> and they're talking in a Southern Kent accent, and they're called Sam, don't pay any attention to him. Um, no matter I how th- many
1: podcasts we do, we will... Ne- one thing I can't teach people, you've got to be a good judge character. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's a lesson in life you need to learn. But yeah, if you think someone's good or if people say they're good, you want to latch on to them and get some experience off them. That's testing everything.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good advice. So I think that's kind of like built up what's involved in preparing for the AM2. and uh, Sorry, two three nine one. So the two three nine one, And, you know, what to look for in the training provider, kind of what to expect through the course. We're going to build this out further. We're going to talk about coding probably. That's a big part oh. of Yeah, I mean, that's something that puts a lot of people off getting involved because they'll see some of the, you know, they come from right slagging matches on social media to do a (laughs) code and it's how you actually set that against what's needed in the 2391 because whatever we think of certain codes, there are certain requirements within that that process, that assessment Mm. that you're going to need to be able to understand and code towards because you want to be doing it in a way you're going to pass, not in the way that someone out on site might think you should be you know,
1: I, I will digress, I don't I'm not going to give anything away, I'm not one of these people I'm not training, I don't train to pass I train people to be real sparkies um, when it comes to the code on the 2391, it, it's not a massive part of the assessment really, it's okay. just like it's just it's just you've got to justify it, there's no hard and fast so like, people get, but oh, is it a C2 is it a C3, you're, if you're, the, you're the decision maker, you're saying that is this, you can be wrong compared ah. to other people but if you say well I think it's this because of that and you justify it I'd be hard pushed to mark you down for it because at the end of the day I appreciate you're going to go on site and, and that's going to be your name on it but don't get bogged down in them c cts like people on the internet, that's just Sparkies being Sparkies on Twitter don't let that worry you regarding 2391 is my advice
0: Sound stuff. so we'll pick up a bit of that as well we're going to build this out, we're going to bring some other people in as well um, Neil's agreed to come on I'm going to see if we can get John Bagley on as well there might be some other people who pop up We'll try and make it as interesting and relevant as we can in a way that's going to help you as um, electric students going on this journey of doing 2391, because it is a big deal. Loads of people take that course, mm. and the idea is that this is to help. We're not going to this teach our instructor. One. It's just going to guide you towards other content that's already out there, because as Jamie said, people have made some incredible stuff already. We're not trying to replace or replicate that. It's just to offer a bit of insight in the way to approach doing your 2391 and getting a successful outcome.
1: If you want to get your foot out of firm this is two three nine one is the number one way to do it
0: so i think having um got there i think we've just about covered our 20 minute slot so we'll kind of draw that to a close now i'm going to be releasing this on audio and on video if you have got any questions drop them in the comments below as always if you have any insight yourself if you're in the lecturing space get involved if you want to come on and discuss it with me and jamie the door is always open everybody is welcome Thanks for coming on and this is this is James' idea by the way he wants to do this he's the producer the person directing it so if you want to see and talk about anything him <laughs> up on social <laughs> media off. I'm going to drop his details in all the descriptions as well so if there's topics you want covering now on 2391 let us know these will probably drop over yeah. a couple of months
1: you don't tell and- us if you don't tell us we won't do it and also obviously, the other thing is um you don't know do you No, no a lot of people don't know what's going on for the 2391 they don't know what to expect so hopefully we'll cover that as well so people were ready Get there ready.
0: Yeah. Banging point. Is there anything else you want to add before we end it, mate?
1: Find a good trainer by personal recommendation. What else do we do? Prep yourself. And that's it. Is that where we're at?
0: I think that's where we're up to. Get yourself you head and in your Cling
1: blood. to people. Cling to people who are good and <laughs> learn off them. But don't even worry about booking it. Don't worry. Just get the books. Find a good trainer. Learn yourself the testing inside out and cling to people that are doing it and watch that experience because that will always help you. There, I think that's where we're at. That's where we'll...
0: Yeah, we'll kill it off there. Thank you all for watching and bearing with us. We will catch you on the next one. See you later, guys.
1: Cheers.